football. It's a funny old game. 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 If football was a shape, it would be a pyramid, a great soaring structure built from leather, grass, passion and men shouting. Now we all know what happens at the top of the pyramid, but what on earth goes on at the bottom? I'm Jim Pass, football journalist and author of three books about Wayne and Colleen Rooney. A few months ago, while clearing out the attic after a recent divorce, I discovered a football story that you probably haven't heard. It's a story that goes beyond the obnoxious wealth of the Barclays Premier League, and to find that story, we have to slide down the pyramid to the very bottom, to non-league. Let me set the scene for you. It was the summer of 1996. That summer, football came home. The European Football Championships were held in England and football were the two words on everyone's lips. The England team may have been knocked out at the semi-final stage, causing us all to weep salty tears of sorrow, but those tears soon turned into a heady wave of football fandom. At the time, I was a young journalist, hungry for my first scoop, so I rode this wave to the seaside resort town of Hove in Sussex. And when I was there, I found a small, unassuming football club, Hove Rovers. Well, I say unassuming. After the European Football Championships, every club in the country saw the piping hot football pie fresh out of the oven, and every club wanted a slice. But Hove Rovers were different. They didn't just want a slice. They wanted the whole damn pie. And they would stop at nothing to get it. I sensed a good story. So I hung around the club for a season to document what happened next. And that is what you're about to hear. Our story starts with a new manager, Roy Brewers. At the time of his appointment, Roy had over 20 years of experience as a football manager and had most recently worked as the fitness coach of the British Virgin Islands national team. He was the chosen one. The man that club owner and chairman Ken Fenn had deemed worthy enough to pull the club out of its mire. A few seasons prior to Roy's arrival, the club had been battling for a place in the Football League proper. But three consecutive relegations and a few too many rides on the managerial merry-go-round had left the club close to crisis. Despite this, I found there was a sense of optimism around the club when I arrived. Roy's experience in footballing nous, combined with Ken Fenn's hot cash injection, his words, had given the Rovers faithful reason to believe that they were heading back to the big time. But were they really ready? for their big time? Or were they just destined to knock about in the lower leagues forever like a bit of garb in a puddle? Well, let's find out. This is the untold story 
of Hove Rovers. They're good lads, yeah. What they lack in talent, they more than make up for in their willingness to listen. You know, I think there's a lot that we can teach each other. You know, even at my age, I've still got a lot to learn, you know. I'll be the first to admit that I'm not a great tactician, you know. I don't know the difference between a a 4-4-2 and a 4-4-3. But I am a great man manager, you know, that's top of my CV. And I'm not being arrogant here. But I am probably one of the best man managers working because I've learnt from the best. You know, in my time, I've worked alongside some of the greats. Big Ron Atkinson, little Graham Taylor, big Brian Little. And that experience that I've built up, that counts for a lot. You know, I know how to deal with modern players. Sometimes they can be a bit sensitive, you know. You know what I mean? They don't like being shouted at, you know. they Sometimes they need an arm round the shoulder, calm word in the ear. Maybe a kiss on the cheek, you know, it's very different to when I was playing. You'd get uh, a clip round the ear, maybe a cup of tea thrown on you. You know, these days in the modern game, most players don't like being sworn at. Most players don't like being told their mother is a rotten so-and-so. Most players don't like being punched. And you only learn that sort of thing through experience, through trial and error. Hove Rovers operate on a semi-professional basis meaning that alongside being football players, most of the team work other jobs to make ends meet. This is the case for the aptly named Will Football, who alongside being club captain, works part-time in a bakery. Yeah, so I work mornings in the bakery. I love it, really, you know, in the week. I'm a baker, making bread and cakes and that, pies sometimes. Then evenings and Saturdays, I'm a footballer. And then I've normally got Sundays off. Might go to the garden centre get the car cleaned or something. Will, I'd like to talk to you about your name. It's quite unusual, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's actually quite common. There's uh, Will Shakespeare, the writer. There's Will Carling. No, I'm, I mean your surname, football. Oh, yeah, well, well, I know lots of people with the name myself. There's uh, my brother, uh, his wife, my dad. Mm, so your family, then? Yeah. I have heard a lot of people... Say it's an unusual name, though, football. I think maybe sometimes that's why I got into it. People always say football by name, football by nature. And that always makes me laugh. But yeah, I love being a footballer. It's my dream come true. I don't know what I'd do if I wasn't a footballer. Do you think maybe you'd be a baker? Yeah, actually, maybe I'd be a baker. My name's Liz Bentz, I play centre-back for Ivoivers, and in a week, I drive this bus. It's uh, a transport care for the uh, elderly community, that sort of thing, yeah. Uh, gotta give something back. They gave me the job when I came out to Nick. Uh, Mr Bent, I hope you don't mind me asking, what were you in jail for exactly? Yeah, Jim, if I could recall, I punched some prick. I partially removed part of his right ear. Uh, I stole his trousers and urinated on him for a number of minutes. Uh, he refused to serve me, so in effect was asking for it, you know. Um, and where did this happen? Uh, we were in Woolies, 
uh, I believe. Uh, but I'm fully rehabilitated now. I've done my time. Oh, good. Uh, do you think that football helps with rehabilitation? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. A really good outlet. It's a really good outlet. I don't know where I'd be if I couldn't go out and kill lumps of shots out of the other players every week. It doesn't matter if we win or lose. Well, as long as some cunt's bleeding or crying at the end of it, I'm happy. I've done my job. Oh, you're Doris. Hello, Liz. Hey, you today. You're lovely. Ooh. Oh, you change your hour. What colour's that then? Behind every great club, there is an owner. The chuckling puppeteer holding on to the purse strings. Hove Rovers are owned by Sussex-based sofa magnate Ken Fenn. Ken is a divisive figure amongst the fans. Last season, protests were held, demanding that he relinquish ownership of the club after it was discovered he had tried to auction off a place in the Hove Rovers starting eleven in an attempt to pay off personal debts. Ken denies any wrongdoing. Basically, the changing rooms are my favourite place in the Hove Stadia. It really is where the magic happens where the players gather before games, uh, get changed um, and stretch and all that. I just like to sit here and watch. Now, you don't see this often in a changing room. What are all these framed photographs on the wall here? Ah, yes. Yes, this is my wall of fame. I put these pictures up to remind the players that they can really do anything if they believe in themselves. I've sold sofas to all of the people in these pictures. Uh, Miss Thatcher... Sir Jimmy Savile, Ruth Harris, Noel Edmonds. All of them a real pleasure to do business with. Except for Edmonds, of course. Uh, so aggressive. So tell me, how did you come to own the club? Uh, I've always been a football man. I always wanted to get back into it. Yeah, I feel my playing career ended far too soon. <laughs> Those shorts don't fit anymore, so really, ownership was the only option for me. Ken, I didn't know you had a playing career. Could you tell us about it? Yes, well, I had trials at Hove Comprehensive, uh, first year's football team, but uh, I forgot my boots, so I didn't make the cut. Yeah. Uh, in the end, I went into the three-piece suite trade. Uh, I opened up Sofa City. We've got stores all over Sussex and the newest over in Wiltshire. And we're nationwide now. And now with Hove Rovers, I'm looking to replicate the success that I had in the three-piece sweet trade. Uh, my wife um, always said that I should have stayed in the three-piece sweet trade, uh, said I was a bloody idiot to get involved in football, but she could be very cruel when she wanted to be. Uh, I tell you, she, she really wasn't best pleased when I bought the club. Uh, no, in fact, she, she left me almost immediately. Uh, she's living with her ex, Malcolm, now over in Bex Hill and hasn't spoken to me since. But, you know, best wishes. Uh, I'm married to the club now, so, <laughs> so I don't cry so much anymore. Sorry, excuse me. Business calls? <coughs> yes? No. 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 I'm doing an interview now. No, not about that. That matter was resolved out of court. You know, well, th those rumours are unsubstantiated, aren't they? And that's a personal question. Is it no comment? No comment. No comment. No, no, thank you. Not today. No, no, no. No, thank, thank you. Goodbye. Sorry, that was my mother. Non-league teams like Hove Rovers often have a high player turnover. 
So one of Roy's first tasks as Hover Rovers manager is to rejuvenate the first team squad with new signings. Well, at the minute, uh, I look at the team sheet and I see that the squad is nowhere near where I want it to be. The team that I've got cannot play as I want them to play because we've only got seven players and my preferred tactic requires at least 11. There was a full squad last year, as far as I'm aware, but a lot of the players left in the summer before I arrived. Uh, a lot of them went down the road to uh, to Worthing. And I can see why, to be honest, because Worthing can, can offer the players more. So what can Worthing offer players that Hove Rovers can't? Well, a fucking car park, for starters. With years of experience behind him, Roy has managed to build up lasting connections in the footballing world. His first signing is an old friend of his, veteran goalkeeper and the club's only full-time player, Paul Paul. Yeah, it's quite strange being the only full-timer. You know, a lot of uh, the training sessions are just me and Roy. Penalty practice mostly. Uh, yeah, Roy doesn't hit the target very often, so... I spend a lot of time running, fetching the ball. Roy can't because of his knees, but it keeps me fit, you know. I've always worked with Roy. He scouted me years ago. Uh, I've just been following him from club to club, really. No one else seems to want me. Yeah, I just come in whenever Roy needs someone in the nets. Uh, uh, I wasn't always a goalkeeper, of course. I used to be a lifeguard. Uh, One day, I was sat in my big chair... And as usual, the kids were all throwing things at me, you know, beach balls, rubber bricks, coins, that sort of thing. Bit of fun. Well, I must have done quite well in uh, defending myself because uh, Roy come over. And at first I thought, oh no, someone's come over to tell me there's, there's trouble in the water. But no, Roy just came up and we had a chat and he asked if I'd ever played football before. I said I'd never heard of it. Uh, he said he was impressed with my reflexes and he offered me the chance to be goalkeeper. Well, you know, I jumped at a chance, you know, anything to get out of that lifeguard job. I didn't like it. I'm not a very strong swimmer. Football is a sport, but it's also a business. And many of the most important decisions are not made on the pitch, but in the boardroom. Or in Hove Rover's case, the New Haven branch of Sofa City. Hello! (laughs) Once more into the brief... Oh, I spend a lot of time here. Well, you could say that this is my office. And it actually is in many ways, uh, because we're a bit pushed for space at the club. Um, So I hold most of the board meetings uh, with Roy here. Uh, We talk about club matters, uh, sometimes personal ones too. I tell you, it's a real shame that we're not doing a video documentary. Then the folks at home could really see the full range. Yeah, they'll have to come down and see for themselves. Like, yeah, mm. Uh, This is one of my favourites. That real uh, uh, shocking lime green leather. Real top of the range. If this were a footballer, it would be uh, one of the really bloody good ones. Aha! Here's Roy! All right, Ken, how's it going? Yeah, fine, fine, yeah. Thanks for coming down. Not taking you away from rehearsals, am I? Rehearsals? Yeah, you know, the players running around and practising and whatnot. Oh, training? No, we don't do training on Thursdays. Of course, yes. Uh, why don't you take a seat? Hey, what do you think of this one, Roy? Yeah, the colour's not really for yeah, me. It's rubbish, Listen, Ken, I ain't coming to discuss sofas with you. Can we make this quick? I've got the kids in the wimpy over the road. Um, I thought maybe... Um, today would be the time that we discuss the transfer 
budget. Beautiful. How much are we talking? Let me finish, right? Uh, I thought it would be time to discuss transfer budgets and the lack thereof. What? Well, are you fucking? Roy, you know, when we compartmentalise the club's outgoings, we can really. Ken, this see... is a this is a fucking wind up, isn't it? Where's the camera? Where's the hidden camera? When we compartmentalise the club's outgoings. No, don't speak Greek to me. Look, Ken. we thought uh, that perhaps the money we had can go on something more beneficial for the club overall. What more beneficial than fucking players? Exactly. Listen, Roy, every club is going to be spending money on players this summer. In our business, it's important to think outside the box. Ken, I don't, I don't fucking believe this. You promised me 50 grand at least. I've got a squad to rebuild. Roy, it's blue sky thinking. I'm going to have fucking cardiac arrest before the season's fucking Roy, over. it's just business. It's nothing personal. Come on, it's out of my hands. It's a decision that was made by the chairman. You are the chairman. Well, anyway... I've got to run, Roy. No, sit down. Look, call me if you need anything, okay? Ken. TTFN, Roy. Great chat. Good to see you. Oh, fucking hell. The job of a football manager goes far beyond just shouting obscenities at the referee from the touchline. And in the lower leagues especially, it is a multifaceted occupation. As well as being team manager, Roy heads up the Hove Rovers physio, coaching and scouting departments. Yeah, you know, without money, it is going to be difficult to get players to come here. Difficult, but not impossible. You know, I've been known to make a few deals in my time. I'm always an optimist. The glass is always uh, full, so let's all have a drink. I've been round the block, I've got a few contacts, I'll make a few calls, send a few letters out, we'll be right as rain. Uh, I'll start with an old pal of mine, John Crespin. Great scout, great pair of eyes on him, knows a bargain when he sees one. <clears throat> Turn the telly down, would you, Carol? John Crespin on the phone. Hello? Yes, hello. Can I, can I speak to John, please? John Crespin? Yeah, it's Roy Brewers. Yep. Oh, God, when did that happen? Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, love. When's the funeral? Now? Should you be on the phone? No, I didn't think so. Goodbye. Fucking hell, John's only just gone and died. What's for tea, Carol? After a full start, Roy heads to the local pub, the Salmon's Arms, to meet up with his scouting team, Alan Norman and Norman Allen. Right, gents, you said on the phone you had a uh, few leads. Now I'm relying on you. What you got for me? Yeah, I've got a few lads. What age bracket are we looking at then? Well, I don't want to go too far over 35, maybe. I'm thinking long term here, you know. Right. How young? I'm only asking because there's a lad outside having a kick about who looks pretty handy. Maybe about 12 years old. No, I'm not signing a fucking 12-year-old, Alan. Well, you said you were going long-term, Roy. He's got a hell of a left foot on him. He knocked the windmill off my car. Stad says he's going to be the next John Artson's. Very keen, very I need very players keen. for this week, not some poncy kid. Well, shall, shall I tell him not to come to training then? Yes. Right, well, I'll make a note of that then. Okay, right, Roy. There's this other lad. I don't know his name. He's French or German or something. He's a rocket down the wing. Like something out of fucking Luftwaffe. Okay, we're looking for wingers. Will he Will he be interested? Oh, he's keen as old boots. He's currently on the books at Harriers. I've got a mate up there. Says the lad wants out. He's at a Barney with a gaffer. Right, any fee? Can we get him cheap? Roy, I reckon, on the table, 70 grand. No more, no less. Right, no, forget about him. Who's next? Norm, you've been very quiet. 
You not got anyone then? No, no, Roy. I've I've got someone. Oh, he's a local lad. He's a very fine player. I'll tell you how I found him. You know Mick from the Rifleman? Yeah, Mick the Barman. He put you onto someone, has he? No, it is Mick. Well, he's about 40, isn't he? Scraping the fucking barrel here. I didn't even know he played. Oh, I saw him play a few years back. Maybe uh, 20 or so. Saw him on trial down at Hurst Pierpoint Heath. Hey, come on. 60th minute, 3-1 down. He's a nippy player, like a flash he was. Ref couldn't get near him after he punched the linesman. They lost 3-1, but he was a standout performer. He punched the linesman? Well, he was asking for it. I mean, I was tempted at one point. Is that all you got, is it? Don't you worry, Roy. I've got an ace-up in my hole in my sleeve. Been saving me best card till last. His name's William Birch. Remember the name? William Birch, like the fish. Slippery as hell, this one. He plays attacking mid. Chases the ball like a Jack Russell on heat. Now he's a little young. He's only 18. He's just done his GCEs. Told he's very good at schoolboy level. He's top goal scorer in his bracket. Fantastic player. He's got a great set of legs on him. He's very polite. He's got lovely skin. He's great nails. He takes care of himself. Well, he sounds great, yeah. He's a wonderful head of air. He'll be an icon. The fans will love him. I can hear the chants already. Perchy, 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 Perchy. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. Have you got a contact? Is he interested? Now, there is one thing. Here we go. Only got one leg, has he? No. One arm, then? No, don't take the piss, Roy. Why would I give you a player with only one arm and a leg? What's up with him, then? He's legally blind. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I'll have another vodka orange, please, Debbie. Stick it on a tab. Double, yeah. All right, gents, come on. We'll finish these up, then we'll go see if Mix at the Rifleman. On the next episode of The Untold Story of Hove Rovers, we meet the heart and soul of the football family, the fans. The fans.